Hello, and thanks for listening to the latest installment of our Unsolved Podcast, where we take a look at unsolved crimes in northern Michigan. This time, we're taking a deeper look at the Evelyn Ware case. Her body was found inside the burned-out remains of her Lake County home back in January of 2018. Investigators later ruled her death a homicide, but no arrests have been made yet. I spoke with Detective Sergeant Joseph McMillan from the Michigan State Police about the case. Take me back to January 10th of 2018 on LaCola Road in Lake County. Sure. So uh, law enforcement was sent, as was fire, to a, uh, a house fire at that address. And uh, law enforcement and fire went there. And it was believed at that point that, uh, you know, obviously there was a house fire that was occurring, but there was an elderly woman named Evelyn Ware uh, who lived at that home, who lived alone. And uh, it was believed that she could possibly be inside, but it wasn't, wasn't guaranteed. We didn't know for sure. And so the uh, fire department did what they do well at, and they extinguished the fire. And uh, then the, the search began. Um, now the 911 calls, uh, there were a couple of them. Uh, one was uh, someone that was looking after the property and, and kind of stoking uh, an outdoor wood, bro- wood boiler uh, at the property. And then another one was, uh, was a concerned neighbor. And so um, we began the search. And then the next day, um, the, a body was found inside the home um, after some excavation and things like that because there was a lot of debris um, in the home. So a lot of excavation occurred and the body was found. And then the day after that, on the 12th, uh, an autopsy was performed uh, on the body. And uh, the body was confirmed to be um, Evelyn Ware. An autopsy later ruled Evelyn's death was no accident. During the autopsy, it was uh, determined that um, the death was a homicide. And while the investigation from the beginning in in a house fire or in a fire situation, uh, while those investigations are taken seriously and, and are proceeded with caution from the beginning. Now when you add in the, uh, the criminal element of not only a possible arson, but you also add the homicide aspect of it, um, the manner of death, you know, the way, the way she was murdered now becomes another factor in this. Um, and so we, we, it does, it takes a turn at that point and you, you address it differently. Uh, you begin to think about it more carefully and differently and uh, you, you approach the investigation um, not really that much differently because you're still determining you know, what led to it, what, how, how did it happen, what happens next, and what do we do from here, right? What was next after the autopsy pointed this in a direction of a homicide? Where did this investigation go? What avenues did you guys start going down? Well, as with any, any homicide investigation, um, you know, you, you kind of, you have, a, you have a sort of a package, if you will, that you have to unwrap, right? You have to go piece by piece. You know, every, everything has to be carefully looked at. Every person that had contact with, um, you're talking about cell phone records, you're talking about, you know, landline records, or, I mean, this is in general, right? Not even necessarily specific to this one, but you take any homicide investigation and you're going to look at, you know, who was this person? Um, who were the people closest to her? or him, 
um, taking a look at each of them, who, who knew them intimately or otherwise, um, who were the family, who lived close, who, who saw them most recently, uh, who saw them at all, um, who, who cared for them, uh, what services did they provide, things like that. You're just going into and unfolding every, uh, every minute piece of their life, and you're looking through it and you're analyzing it. Um, you're bringing experts in. You're, you know, with a fire situation, you're bringing experts to look at different evidence or things you found or didn't find or hope to find. Um, with an autopsy, you're looking at, you know, the specifics of how that person died or how that person was killed and trying to zero in on any specifics that you might gather from that. And, uh, you know, we had, uh, we had several investigators working on this. Uh, and we still do. And uh, it's still an open investigation, very much so. And, uh, you know, we are still asking for any and all help from the public. There still is a reward, um, a pretty substantial uh, reward for any information leading to the arrest of the person who, who murdered Evelyn Ware. As you've gone along in this investigation, what have you learned about Evelyn? Uh, who she was and, um, you know, what kind of life she led? Certainly. You know, uh, Evelyn was, was a good woman. You know, she, uh, she came, you know, she came up uh, fighting. You know, she, she was a, a feisty, strong, uh, strong-willed, strong-minded um, woman who, you know, she, she didn't just kind of waffle by on life. She, she took life by the horns. And, you know, she accomplished a lot in her life. She was a very caring woman. You know, she had not only uh, children of her own, uh, but she also had foster children. You know, she had, she was kind of the, the town mom, you know, where uh, she, she would take young people in just to care for them and, and give them food, give them shelter, whatever it would be. Uh, people that had no biological um, relationship to her, um, she would bring them in. You know, she was married, uh, married previously, and then previous to that, I believe, as well. And she was a, you know, she was just a great woman who uh, who cared deeply for people. But you could tell she also didn't put up with nonsense from people too. Uh, and when you, you talk to people about her, and and her history, uh, she was a no-nonsense lady. She told you exactly what she thought of you. And uh, so she, you know, I I, I kind of wish I'd have known her. You know, she's the kind of person that you know. She was a grandma, she was a mom, she was a friend, clearly. And investigators have gone well beyond Lake County as they work to solve this case. We've talked to many people in state, you know, dozens and dozens of people, um, in state and out of state. You know, we've talked to people, we've had uh, information come in from other states that, you know, we've reached out to individuals that uh, have either called a tip line or have reached out to us just directly because they heard about it and they knew her at some stage in her life. Um, because at some point, Evelyn also lived out of state. Um, I can't remember if it was Florida or where it was, but she lived uh, elsewhere long, long ago. But, uh, uh, you know, f people that she cared for or, or children that, you know, people that maybe weren't her kids but were acted like her kids or were treated like her kids would reach out to us and give us information about, you know, any history that she might have, that they might hold or have observed or anything like that about her. Uh, and so it's, there's been a long investigation, a lot of time invested, um, different 
many different investigative resources have been poured into this, and um, some of which are still uh, still pending. You know, there are still things that we are working on specifically in, in tracking down who may have done this and why. But investigators have not said how Evelyn was killed. We are not releasing what specifically caused her death. Um, she, th that information is being held um, close to the vest, as it were. Sure. And uh, that information is only known by, by two entities, and that's who did this and, and us. How close do you think you guys are to solving this? How many more pieces of this puzzle do you need to put together before you think you'll be there on solving this? That's, that's the million dollar question. And uh, I, would, I would definitely say that we are, we are waiting for you. We are, we are on the heels. And uh, you know you made mistakes. And we will catch those, and we will be uh, we will be talking to you, to the person who did this. And there's no doubt in my mind that one day there will be justice for Evelyn. There absolutely will, because Miss Ware deserves it. And uh, the coward who did this this is a, this is an act of cowardice, and uh, an intentional act of cowardice. And whoever did this can reach out to us, but we'll come see you too and the search for a motive continues as well. The reason why anybody would want to do this, right, when you have, a, you have an elderly woman who has lived a great life, but yet a tough life. Um, an elderly woman who has cared for almost endless amounts of people, who has poured out her life to care for, to love, to support other people. Um, you're talking about a very specific reason why anybody would want to do this. Um, whether it be an act of passion, um, you know, I can't, in short, I can't answer that. Um, I, I don't want to answer that. But, you know, in looking at the broader spectrum of it, you have a crime of uh, an intentional act here, right? And anytime you have a homicide coupled with a fire, there's an intentionality there that is irrefutable. And so as we look at this, uh, one has to say, uh, why, right? Like you're saying, the motive, why would somebody do this? Why would somebody intentionally kill or bring harm to an elderly woman who has, I mean, she wasn't uh, a, a young woman who was in, in some sort of crazy, you know, CSI uh, affair, right? It, it's not what this was. Um, this is an old woman who was kind and caring, feisty, strong, and unwilling to waver in the, in the setting of, of anything. She, she had her beliefs uh, on life, on people, and whether someone got in the way of that or whether it was a, a completely a, uh, a random thing, we, we shall see. You were telling me when we talked before this interview, this case is one you really, really, really want to solve. And you've poured a lot of hours into it. Uh, tell me why this one is really kind of at the top of your list of, of cases you want to solve. 
Yeah, you know, I've been involved in a, um, probably about a, a dozen cases of, like a homicide cases like, like this one, but not like this one. Uh, you know, I've always said that there's a few things in life that really get under my skin, so to speak, and that's um, you know, harming children and then harming the elderly. Um, you, you do either one of those things, and domestic violence is another huge one for me, right? You do any of those three things, and those are kind of, you know, if there was ever a few things that really get under my skin, really bother me, that's, that's those three things. And this is at least one of those, uh, if not two. And there are almost countless hours that not only I, but multiple investigators have put into this. And there are circumstances and people and phenomena, if you will, that we're very interested in. And time has a way of healing some things and, and peeling some other things. And I'm confident that, that it's going to peel some things here. So. It sounds like there's somebody out there that you would really like to come forward right now. Certainly is. And you'd like to talk to. There are, uh, there are individuals who, uh, you know, in my, in my experience with, uh, with life in general, uh, someone who does something like this, while they may be quiet or while they may be silent for a while, it, it eats the very soul, you know, your mind, your will, and your emotions. It eats you alive. And there's going to be a point in time where it either kills that person, the angst, the anguish, the pain, the, the fury, the sadness, it kills that person, um, or causes them just extreme pain and suffering. That's just how life works. And uh, I've watched it over and over in my career people that harm children, people that do things like this. Um, unless you're a sociopath, it affects you. And it'll always affect you. You won't be able to sleep right. You'll take drugs to help you sleep. You'll take alcohol to help you sleep. This is affecting that person. There's no doubt about it. And it'll be a matter of time before they either come to us because they aren't a sociopath and they want to make it right, or they tell somebody, or it comes down the road, but uh, the boomerang is going to come back. On that person, and it's it's just it's just their decision. They made a decision, and uh, we will be diligent, and we'll be there waiting. And if anybody has any information, you guys are here. We are 100% there, and uh, you know, please call uh, either the post. You can ask to speak with me. You can ask to speak with uh, the front desk person. They would be more than happy to take your information. There's also the uh, the silent observer. Um, and like I said, there is a reward money for this. Um, and any information that you provide that will lead us to an arrest in this case, reward money, either most or all of it's yours. If you have any information on who killed Evelyn Ware, you're asked to call Michigan State Police in Mount Pleasant. Thanks for listening to this installment of our Unsolved Podcast. Join us next time as we look at another unsolved crime in northern Michigan. For 9 in 10 News, I'm David Lydon.